Welcome to the Christian Worship Center podcast. We pray that this message encourages you and inspires you. Visit us online at www.cwcsj.org for service times and directions. Genesis chapter 1, verse 26. How many know you were created to dominate? How many know that when God fashioned you and designed you, He didn't design you to be conquered, He designed you to be a conqueror? In Genesis chapter 1, we read the, what we would call the statement of purpose for mankind. In Genesis 1 verse 26 says, Then God said, How many know that when God speaks, something has to happen? Whatever God speaks, something moves. God cannot speak and then nothing happened. That's why God cannot lie, because whatever God says will come to pass. God doesn't just shoot the breeze. Whatever he says comes into reality. So God said, let us, he's speaking to the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit, let us make man in our image and according to our likeness. I want you to notice something. It says, let us make. He's talking about a product. God is the source. Man is the product. What is that product going to do? He gives us a clue on what we're going to do when he says, according to our likeness, and let them have dominion. Everyone say dominion. Dominion. Over. Then he gives us the scope. Where are we supposed to have dominion? Over the fish of the sea, over the birds of the air, over the cattle, over all the earth. Someone say all the earth. earth. Everyone do this with me. Do this again. Whatever is on this thing called the earth, you are supposed to rule over. Say it again, Pastor. That means whatever is on the earth, except another human being, you have the right to dominate. Which means a a plant called weed should not have dominion over you. A drink that comes from oats and barley should not rule over you. That means a drink that comes from grapes should not rule over you. Are you hearing me this morning? That means a Twinkie should not rule over you. For my Latin brothers, mi pueblo should not rule over you. So, Pastor Tito, Tito, you said that uh, the Americans were welcome, but you didn't say the Latins were welcome in your international church. <laughs> Got to open the doors to all us brown brothers. <laughs> and let them have dominion over the fish of the sea, birds of the air, over the cattle, and over all the earth, over every creeping thing that creeps upon the earth. Ladies, that means spiders. Stop calling us to come kill your spiders for you. Pray with me now. Father, help in Jesus' name. Amen. Actually, in our home, my wife is the spider killer. I take off running into the other room. Ah! No, I just told her. I finally told her, I'm not killing any more spiders for you. You want it dead? You kill it. And she started doing it. She dominated. So what is dominating? Dominate comes from the root word, the Hebrew word that means to make a king or a queen. 
So when I talk about you being a ruler, when I talk about you dominating, it's not something that you try to do. It's something that you are. When we talk about the Queen of England, the Queen of England doesn't try to dominate. She was born into a family that made her royalty. And so when we talk about you being royalty or you dominating, you are not trying to dominate. It's just who you are. Look at your neighbor and say, you don't know who you're sitting next to. And so I need you to understand this morning is that you are created to dominate. The problem is when you don't recognize that God created you to dominate, we end up dominating the wrong thing. That's what happens when a husband abuses his wife. He feels dominion. Feels out of control outside the home but tries to take dominion upon his wife. And he feels what it is to have dominion and it feels good. That little gangster that goes into the, into the local convenience store and pulls out a gun. Everyone bows down when he pulls out the gun. And for the first time, he feels power. He feels dominion. And he's like, wow, this feels pretty good. I need you to understand that God called you to dominion, but not that way. That you have the ability to walk into work and say, I got this. You have the ability to walk into your family and say, I got this. You have the ability to look at your checkbook and say, I got this. You have the ability to go to the secret place and say, I got this. You were created to dominate. And so my job is to retrain you. Especially, and listen to me closely. Especially us people of color. There, there's something wrong with us when, when we are, are minorities. We, we got this poverty mentality. I'm just trying to get by. I'm just trying to get mines. I'm just trying to, I'm just trying to make it. If I could just pay my bills, if I could just get through the week. You were not created to survive. You were not created just to get by. You were created in the image of an almighty God to dominate every sphere of influence. You were created to dominate. Oh, someone's not getting it right now. You're looking at me like I, like I stole something from you. You were created to dominate. Look at your neighbor telling him he's talking to you. You're created to dominate. It's in you. Do, you. do you hear me? It's in you. But we have one earth, two worlds. I shared with you last week we got one earth. How many worlds do we got? Two worlds. When God created the earth, the earth itself is amoral. There's nothing right or wrong about it. And when God created the earth, he put a world on it. That world is the influence, the cosmos. He put a cosmos on the earth. And he gave an influence on earth. That influence was supposed to be his spirit, his Holy Spirit. When Adam and Eve disobeyed God, they opened the door to another world to come and place upon the earth. That is why I need you to recognize that you can, the earth, there's nothing wrong with the earth. The earth isn't right or wrong. That, that's why there's no such thing as devil music. Or that beat is of the devil. Some of y'all hear the bass bumping, like, oh, no, that, that's, 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 that's devil music. You hear the music going, oh, that's dope. You know what? You could take Jay-Z's beats 
and put gospel lyrics on those beats. And all of a sudden, I've taken just a sound and I put another world on it. Hey, when Jack came out and Jack, what, what Jack is he uh, still here? Jack, are you here right now? Or did you step, step out? So he, I think he's with the kids. Um, when Jack and Shoebox came out with that song that y'all did a while back, I didn't know that was a Jay-Z song. I was like, Dave, that thing is bad. I was all humming. Everyone was like, Pastor, what are you humming that? It's a secular song. No, it's not. That's a Christian song. Like, no, no, that's a secular song. Jay-Z, no, no. Jack did it. Jack took the music. He put another world on that song, and it became a Christian song. See, when a young lady walks in with, with, with the, the dress isn't bad. It's not the material that makes something bad. It's the influence that's placed upon it. And so I need, lowriders aren't bad. It's what we used to have when we started this church. We started this church off with the car show. Y'all remember? We had a hydraulic hopping competition. People were like, you guys are a church? Yeah. Cars jumping off the ground, and everyone's like, You guys are a church? Yeah. It's just the world, the earth that we're putting another world on top of. Well, when I hear Shoebox play, they're creating beats. They're just taking the, the earth and they're putting another influence on it. That's all they're doing. I need you to understand, it's time for us to stop being afraid of the earth. It's time to stop being afraid of the resource and start putting another world on it. So we got one earth and two worlds. But I want you to recognize when Adam and Eve sinned, they didn't just sin. They literally changed kingdoms. When, when, when they disobeyed God, they literally committed treason. And in a government, if you and I committed treason against the United States of America, stay with me, Gib. If you, if you were to stay, end up finding yourself committing treason against the United States, that's what you get for sitting up front. <laughs> you would be removed from the United States. You'd lose your rights. When Adam and Eve disobeyed God, they didn't just sin. They changed kingdoms. They changed loyalty. See, you and I have it wrong. We think, well, I just sinned. No, you didn't. You changed kingdoms. You, you changed loyalties. You changed from the kingdom of light into the kingdom of darkness. See, I want you to, when they sinned, what they ended up doing, they opened up to a kingdom called ignorance. Now, ignorance, now, in a moment, you guys are going to have what they call an aha moment. Everyone, anyone ever had an aha moment? Okay. Aha moment means this, okay? Follow me. And I heard someone explain it this way. Aha moment is when you're driving down the highway or driving down the street, and while you're driving down the street, all of a sudden, you see these cop lights behind you. And the lights are flashing, and you think, oh, they must be going after someone else. And they pull up right behind you, and so you kind of lean over so he could pass you. And he pulls over with you. You're like, well, what's wrong with this guy? And so you pull over all the way, and he pulls up behind you. And now you got an attitude. I didn't do nothing. 
And the cop comes over, roll your window down, license and registration, please. Some of y'all are used to that. Some of you, you can see a cop, you just do this. <laughs> you, just, you just open the door and lay out on the ground. Uh, <laughs> I got this. Hold on. <laughs> That's not dominating. Okay? That's not dominating. The cop comes up and he says, you know, uh, you were speeding. You're like, no, I wasn't. Well, the speed limit, you look at him. Speed limit's 45 here. I've been on this road all my life. This is 45. Cop says, no, it's 35. No, it's 45. I've been here all my life. I was here before you were even thought of by your parents. I was here way before you became a cop. I know this road. Sir, excuse me, it's 35. And you argue, and you know you're right until the cop points up at a sign sitting right in front of you that says... 35. The aha moment happens when you look at that sign and realize this. I didn't mean to be disobedient. Wasn't trying to be disobedient. Wasn't even trying to be up against the line. I thought I was doing the right thing. I thought I was living the right way. But then all of a sudden, you're faced with the truth, and you're like, aha. And I believe many of us are operating or trying to operate in the kingdom of darkness and the kingdom of light, not doing it on purpose, not really recognizing that the two don't go together, but it's out of ignorance that we're trying to hang out in darkness and still hang out in light. Especially, listen, especially for those of us of color. Because, you know what, how many have ever seen Rush Hour? Stop acting like you're all spiritual. You know what I'm talking about. And what, what's, the, what's the dude's name that's in, uh, I, not Chris Tucker. Chris Tucker walks in. These guys are holding an illegal gambling ring in the back of a bar or a pool pool hall. And while they're back there, they're talking. You go to church Sunday night? No, I didn't go to church Sunday night. Well, you better get to church. (laughs) This brother's running an illegal gambling ring in a pool hall. And they're talking about going to church on Sunday. Why? Because they're just like us. As long as we get to church, we think we're living okay. He's sitting there getting high. You going to church? Yeah, I'm going to church. <laughs> okay, we'll get to heaven. As long as we get to, as long as we get to church, we'll be all right. Getting to, going to church doesn't make you a Christian. Just like going into your garage don't make you a car. <laughs> going to McDonald's doesn't make you a hamburger. Wait for it. Going to a donut shop don't make you a cop. (laughs) Going to church doesn't make you a Christian. And so when we talk, they opened up what's called the kingdom of ignorance. Adam and Eve yielded their dominion to Satan. So Satan was able to take their right to have dominion. And so as a result, they ushered in a new kingdom called the kingdom of darkness. Everyone say darkness. 
And so when we talk about the kingdom of darkness, darkness is a symbol of ignorance. Okay? Darkness is what ignorance is all about. Kingdoms, the kingdoms of light and the kingdom of darkness are always in conflict. They never hang out together. You will never see Jesus and Satan. They will never kick back and have an iced tea together. There's no fellowship between the two. There's no mixing between the two. And I want you to recognize that the kingdom of darkness is a domain where the kingdom is the king rules by ignorance. In fact, I want you to recognize it this way. Satan rules not in ignorance, but Satan rules through ignorance or by ignorance. What am I talking about? Let me put it this way. Satan controls his subjects by keeping them in the dark. Regarding spiritual truths. If I can keep you in the dark and I I can get you, if you're broke, what's the light to a broke person? Not money. You don't have to be broke no more. Because you can give money to a poor person and they can lose it. But you give them principles on how to get wealth and they could step into it. What, what, what's the light to a blind person? See. What's the light to a lame person? To walk. Are, are you following me? Now, now, check this out. 2 Corinthians chapter 4 says, The God of this age has blinded those who do not believe, lest the light of the gospel of the glory of Christ, who is in the image of God, should shine on them. See, the, the, the enemy is trying to keep you in the dark about Jesus. Why? Fuck. Jesus is not just God. John chapter 1 verse 1 says, In the beginning was the Word. Everyone say Word. And the Word was with God. Everyone say Word. And the Word was God. Everyone say Word. So he doesn't call, doesn't call him the light doesn't call. He calls him the word. Why? Because Jesus wasn't just God. Jesus was the expression. When, 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 you know what? What's tough when you have a baby and the baby is struggling and they're, they're, they're uncomfortable. When they're a baby, you have a hard time finding out what's wrong with them because all they do is cry. But I love when they get older sometimes, where they get older, and now you're able to ask them, what's wrong? And they're, <laughs> what's wrong? <laughs> what? Talk to me. Why? Because words are the expression. God is the, ex- Jesus was the expression of God. He was the thoughts of God. He was the ideas of God. Jesus is the embodiment of the philosophy of God. Oh, come on, somebody. Let me put it this way to you. So what is God's thought towards blindness? Look at Jesus. What did he do to blind people? God's thoughts towards blindness. What's God's thoughts toward lame people? To walk. What was God's thoughts towards those that were hungry? Fed them. See, I want you, if if you want to know how you should live your life, you got to recognize that Jesus was the embodiment He was the literal embodiment. You want to see the kingdom. Jesus was the kingdom. 
You want to know how the kingdom look at, looks at work? You walk in and you bring the remedy to every situation that's around you. So fo follow me. We, we're going somewhere. So the kingdom of light, the kingdom light represents understanding or knowledge. I need you to understand something, my people. And whether you are white, brown, purple, green, or yellow, this morning I need you to understand you're my people right now. Okay? And so as a spiritual father of this home, it is time that we get knowledge. Look at y'all. Look at y'all. I mean, I got to read something. I got to study something. You see, because what, what's really strange, especially those of Latin descent, a lot of us come from a lot of spiritism. We, we come from a lot of, what is that, that, that one, there, there's a lady that they used to talk about in Spanish a lot. The who? Oh, you, that gives me chills just when you say it, bro. What is, what's her name? La... Yorona. A lot of witchcraft. I don't know who she is. Lady, better stay away from me. That's all I know. I'll light her up. <laughs> the who? That's easy for you to say, sister. Oh, okay. That's another one? There are all kinds of ones out there. But, but, but you know, you know the, th the thing is this, is that we're real mystical people. Instead of studying our way through, we wait for magic. If we rub these sticks together, these chicken wings together, and we put them in a pot, and we shake them, and we spin around, throw dust in the air, then I'll get out of debt. No, you won't. Your just fingers are going to smell like chicken, and you're going to have dust all over the place. <laughs> The kingdom of light is about knowledge and understanding. Why do you think God calls Jesus the word? Because the word, the expression, the knowledge is important. Light reveals what was hidden in the darkness. And the light reveals the purpose, the power, and your potential in the kingdom. It lets you know that you have a right to be forgiven. It lets you know that you have a purpose in life. It lets you know that you're not that addict that you used to be. It lets you know that I'm free of my past. It lets me know that I am a new creation if I am in Christ. It helps you find your dominion. That's what knowledge does. Helps you find your dominion. Now, don't become an egghead where all you get is knowledge but no experience. Old Testament talked about knowledge. Whenever it said knowledge, and even in the New Testament, the Greek word for, for knowledge is gnosko. In the Hebrew, it said the same thing, that when these men came to the city, they wanted to know them. It didn't mean that they wanted, hey, how you doing? What's your name? That's not what they're, it's talking about, sexual relations. So to know meant intimacy. When we talk about gnosko in the Greek, it's talking about Intimacy. And many of us just want a head knowledge of God, but you don't want no intimacy with him. Y'all just want to go through the motions. You want to date God instead of marrying God. God don't, God don't want to be making out with you in the back of the 53 Chevy. He wants you to put a ring on it. Y'all got to stop prostituting yourself with stuff for the world and marry yourself to Christ. 
Hey, if we're going to transform this city, we need people who have been transformed. You can't be struggling with your own junk. And listen, I refuse to waste my faith on just trying to pay my mortgage. Oh, God, if you just help me financially this one time, forgive me for buying the Xbox when I couldn't afford it. You know what? Some of y'all, some of y'all got some nice shoes but no home. How is it that you're still renting and you're going out and buying the Jordans? You got rims that are worth more than the car. How are we going to get out of debt until we get some knowledge? How are we going to become the head and not the tail, a lender and not a borrower when you keep borrowing all the time? We got to get empowered. It's not wrong to have those things. Don't get me wrong. I like nice stuff, but I refuse. I want to be I want to be the head and not the tail, a lender and not a borrower, above and not beneath. And the only way to do that is by getting knowledge. Oh, is anybody hearing me right now? See, some of y'all, the best thing you can do spiritually when we walk out of this place, pull out your wallet, pull out your credit cards and cut them. That's the most spiritual thing you could do. Half the ladies in this church are mad at me right now. There was a time where me and my wife, you could have put us in any mall across the United States, blindfolded us and spun us around. And when you took off the blindfold, we had credit at the store that we were facing. And a balance. That's not dominion. That's poverty. And many times we use credit cards and we end up getting involved in witchcraft. Hear that? Why? I'm glad you asked. Because what we do is that we're telling the future. I don't have the money now, but I'm going to have it in the future. And so we use credit cards as a means of telling the future. How do you know you're not going to lose your job? Young people, listen to me. If you got 20 bucks in your pocket and you go to McDonald's and drop 12 bucks for a burger and you treat someone else, you have just spent over 60% of your net worth. Anyone catching this? You spent 60% of your net worth to eat something that's going to be in the toilet tomorrow. Right? We got to get smarter. We got to become wiser. We got to recognize that we're not going to become the head and not the tail until we get some knowledge to go along with the spirit and the anointing that God's given to us. These two kingdoms cannot coexist. In fact, I want you to notice something as we, we kind of bring this down. I want you to recognize 2 Corinthians chapter 6, verse 14 says this. Do not become partners with those who reject God. How can you make a partnership out of right and wrong? That's not a partnership, it's war. Is light best friends with dark? 
Does Christ go on a stroll with the devil? Do trust and mistrust hold hands? Would you think of setting up, love this one, would you think of setting up pagan idols in God's holy temple? What would y'all do next week if you walked into church and I had a pentagram painted on the floor with candles? We're like, come on, let's worship. You're walking and we have a big old Buddha right there in the middle. And we're just worshiping with Buddha hanging out there. How many of you would stay to worship? Besides tea. (laughs) Not one of y'all, but yet we mix those idols during the week all the time. With things that we allow into our lives. So I'm going somewhere with this. See, we, we got to create a light in a dark place, but how can we create a light if our light is dim? What if our, dark, our light is, is darkness? I want you to check. How do we do that? First, I want you to notice three things we got to do, and I'm going to run through these quick. Number one, you got to overthrow Satan from the domain that he took illegally. The territory does not belong to him. It belongs to you. It is not his, it is yours. Your family is yours. Your finances is yours. Your peace is yours. Your, your community, it belongs to you. It's time to take back. Listen, the Tongan people belong to you. God's given them to you of the islands. It's time that we take the east of San Jose back again. It's time to rem- take back what belongs to God. Satan's taking it illegally. Secondly, realize that the antidote to ignorance is knowledge. You want, to get, you want more knowledge? You want to get rid of ignorance? Ignorance isn't a bad thing. It's just you, you didn't know. But you want to get rid of it? You're only going to do it through knowledge. Thirdly, you got to put that knowledge to use. It's not enough. We're, we're, we live in an information age. There are so many books on finances and people are going broke. So many seminars on marriage and yet marriages are falling apart. So many health books and P90X and insanity and all this stuff. And people are overweight. Knowledge doesn't change you. Taking the knowledge and putting it into practice does. See, as we, as we kind of land the plane this morning, I want you to recognize this. Satan's strategy hasn't changed. Still the same. What he did against Adam and Eve, he's still doing today. How does he do it? His attack was on Adam and Eve's knowledge. And so as we close this morning, I want you to recognize what Adam, Adam and Eve did. It's a, Genesis 2.16 says, And the Lord commanded man, saying, Not if you feel like it, he commanded. God doesn't make suggestions. Have you noticed? He's God. He's king. Of every tree of the garden you may eat freely, but of the tree of knowledge of good and evil you shall not eat. For in the day that you eat of it, you will surely what? Die. God didn't want Adam and Eve to eat from the tree, not because he didn't want them to know good and evil. He didn't want them to die. And so when Satan comes in in verse 1, you can go ahead and begin to play, Omi. I appreciate it, man. Notice what Satan says in verse 1 of chapter 3. Did God really say? Did God really 
see. Now, how many times do we see that in our own lives? Young man meets a young lady. She looked good. They start getting a little close. Are you a Christian? But right when it starts getting to that point where you know you're crossing the line, all of a sudden, did God really say, I shouldn't do this? Did God really mean that? See, what God really meant was that we shouldn't uh, do it all the time. We, we should just do it like only when we really are close and we're alone and when it, will, it won't affect other people. And so we begin to question what God says. Satan didn't attack God. He attacked the trust of God. And so he, did you hear right? Did you understand? And I, I, th- This is where I want you to understand something as we, as we bring this down. We're speaking on the kingdom, your dominion. Amen? Amen? Follow me on this. This is important. In Matthew chapter 13, Jesus says this. He's explaining the parable of the sower. And he talks about the sower, the farmer, throwing out the seed. How many have heard the parable? Some lands on good soil, some on bad soil, some on thorny soil. And they begin to sprout up. Jesus, when he gets the disciples together, they tell him, tell us about that. And so he explains it to them. Follow me on this. Verse 18. Now listen to the explanation of the parable about the farmer planting seed. The seed that fell on the footpath represents those who heard the message about the kingdom. Everyone say kingdom. And didn't understand it. Everyone say understand. The only place that Satan's allowed to take something from you is when you don't understand it. You don't understand it, the enemy comes in and he takes it from you. Why? Because you don't have the knowledge to hold on to it. Look what he says. That those who hear the message about the kingdom and don't understand it, the evil one comes and snatches away the seed that was planted in their hearts. Right now, I'm sowing. Right now, I'm throwing right now. And some of y'all are falling asleep, and as I'm throwing it out, some of it's hitting good soil, and for some of y'all, it's hitting rocky soil. But the word's going out right now. The kingdom is being preached. The kingdom's being poured out. The kingdom's being released right now. And as the kingdom goes out, it's falling on soil. But for some of you, some of you, you're, you're going to hear it and you're going to be like, wow, that's awesome. And you're going to start feeling something exploding inside of you. Your marriage is going to get better. Your finances are going to start changing. You're going to feel addictions breaking off. But if you don't get in and begin to study and begin to get the knowledge of God, enemy's going to come right back and boop. Satan only shows up when the kingdom's preached. He don't mind you knowing about faith. Faith doesn't change anything. Doesn't mind you even getting healed. Because healing just happens in here. But you start preaching the kingdom. The kingdom happens outside the walls of the church. The kingdom transforms cities. The kingdom transforms nations. 
The kingdom will change an educational system. It'll change the gang member. It'll take a family and turn them around. It'll take a financial situation, transform it. The kingdom will show up and bring liberty. But if we don't understand what the kingdom is, we lose our dominion. You were created to dominate. Why am I at this job? Because you're the light. Now, why am I around all these evil people at work? Because you're the light. Light shines best in dark places. One of the hardest fields to work is in the construction. Every other word people say out there. That's why you're there, Lonnie. We need light in the dark places. You're there on assignment. But God, give me a Christian job. No! Get me out of this worldly environment. No! Fill you up with light so you can shine brighter. Get filled with light so that you can pierce the darkness. Don't get out of the darkness. Shine. Go and light up the night. Come on, stand to your feet this morning. Hallelujah. How do we get knowledge? How do we get knowledge? Excuse me, sir. We get knowledge, not knowledge, knowledge. Not knowledge, knowledge. We need, we need knowledge. But when put together with this knowledge, where we experience it. When I went to Fuller Theological Seminary, I sat in a class with a teacher that didn't believe in the virgin birth, didn't believe that the Bible was inspired word of God, didn't even believe that Jesus had rose from the dead in body. It was a critical thinking class. And I looked at my instructor and I told him, you know what's so sad is that much learning has drove you mad. Because you've learned yourself out of who God is. That's what happens when you end up with head knowledge and not in your heart. I'm not against head knowledge. We need it. We got to begin to become the best educated people that know God. How, we, how do we do that? I'm not making an altar call this morning like normal. I'm just asking you to come and get your lights turned on. Just come and get your light turned on this morning. These altars are open. And as the worship team begins to play, I want to invite you to the altar and come get your light turned on this morning. If your light is dim, come on down. Let's get into the presence of God this morning. Come on, guys. Thank you for downloading this message. For more information on our church, visit us at www.cwcsj.org.